Beyond the Headline on SAFM. Beyond the Headline with Aldrin Sampia on SAFM. Weekdays, 3 to 6 p.m. Yeah, early on we got a voice note uh, from or a call from one of our listeners who was suggesting that uh, the elections should be held on a Sunday because of the economic activity um, that would stop if the elections are held during the week, which is normally what we do. Let's speak to Professor Kidiboni Paho, the director for the Northwest Schools for Government Studies. We look at how corruption undermines efforts to fight poverty, according to Professor Kidiboni Paho, uh, where corruption thrives, as we have seen in many of our municipalities, an increase in poverty becomes inevitable. Pahor is now joining us on the line. Prof, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. Good afternoon, uh, Aldrin, and thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Speak to us about the link between corruption as well as service delivery. A lot of the times, of course, when political parties go out to campaign, they speak about that we will eradicate um, corruption. It's always high on the top of the manifesto list. Mm -hmm. But then, of course, something else then happens once they are voted into power. That's correct, uh, Eldrin. I think we uh, need to be very much vigilant and uh, engage politicians uh, during uh, the campaigns, especially as they uh, peak uh, uh, in the coming months uh, uh, for the preparation of the 2024 elections. So we need to have honest conversations with them about our plight as South Africans. Uh, I mean, Nobody needs to be reminded of the roads uh, that are just rattled with potholes. And those are actually clear indications of the failure uh, at where you know people really need service delivery. And it should actually be a reminder to many of these uh, uh, leaders uh, in their own right to reflect and reflect honestly as individuals, but also within their political parties to say, what is it that we are going to offer to South Africans? What is it, though, also about the electorate, that even though that you voted a certain political party into power, or even sometimes part of they form part of the opposition, that you still have the corruption, but then um, come the next voting cycle, you still go back to the very same political party? Is that something that you has looked into, you've looked into um, as the School of Governance? So it, I think it's a multi-million dollar question you are you are, you are raising, and I think we have to put our heads together and and do further research to really understand the psyche of our society, and and this is not really something unique to South Africa. If you go you know beyond uh, our borders, uh, example, there are many examples on the African continent, but Zimbabwe is one of prime examples that you have a regime that has been there for many, many, many years and it still continues to garner support uh, and continue to, to run the country. So, but what we have observed in, in South Africa currently is that uh, in the cities, in, in the major towns and cities, we see a significant shift. It may not be the shift that can uh, contribute to the major changes we want to see, but we do observe those shifts that people are beginning to really say, 
that political parties need to deliver. And so where we are not necessarily seeing changes, uh, it looks like it's in the rural areas, in part is because politicians seem to know how to play the game, especially using the welfare system, uh, uh, such as social grants and handouts to communities and uh, uh, sort of pretend and seem as if there is some work going around to improve the lives of the people. So there's some, you know, political manipulation uh, 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 as part of the game that uh, the society need to be alert and and actually engage uh, the, these politicians. Then, of course, there's also the private sector. Um, we The focus tends to be a lot on how mm. um, it is government corruption or corruption within the state. However, though, it also requires another player, an external player, which happens to be the private sector. If you look at the LTE case um, from Mpumalanga, they were granted mm. a 90 million rand tender uh, on an emergency basis. Uh, the next thing, um, that money jumped to um, around 44.4.1 billion rand um, that was paid to LTE, even though um, they don't have the minimum requirement to actually mm. do the work. And then politi- and then the, the same LTE actually donates money to political parties. Yes. So that is not a an isolated case. Uh, so what we have observed, uh, and, and many of these things actually played out even during the Zondo uh, Commission of, of, of Inquiry into the state capture, that we see a lot of... Uh, uh, collusion between uh, leaders, uh, political leaders in particular, and the private sector. But I think what we should also uh, observe and what is really coming out very strongly in many of the studies that students do uh, is that many of the leaders have a hand in these uh, private sector companies. So some are board members and some are chairing these boards. So there is always some level of uh, political infiltration, if I may use that word, that see the, so that blur the lines uh, between the public sector, uh, that is government institutions, and the private sector. So I think, for me, what would even be much more important is to see the role of civil society, uh, and of course the media and the academia in really exposing these cases, and of course the courts, uh, uh, the, the, uh, our law enforcement agencies also playing a role in really making sure that these cases are thoroughly investigated and those that are found uh, uh, on the wrong side of the law are punished uh, in a very, very serious way. Thank you so much for your time. That is Professor Kiriboni Paho, who is the director for the Northwest School of Government Studies. 0614 104 107. You can also drop me an X at Aldrin St. Pierre.